Welcome to Business Works. This is Hal Alpiar along with Johnny Stites, and the two of us are invested in your business or your professional practice. Because of that, we wanted to talk about one of the most kind of elusive thoughts that business owners and managers seem to, of, they don't think of, and it's the power of the community that you're in. We've talked about community before at a number of different levels in terms of organizations and everything from Chamber of Commerce to different specialty organizations, but we haven't really addressed the the power of community as in, in terms of how it translates to different business situations and different professional practices. One of Webster Dictionary's definitions of alone, for example, the word alone, is separated from others or isolated. Well, far too many entrepreneurs that we know are very familiar with that. They know that feeling pretty well. We've had it ourselves. Johnny has in building his business. I have in mine. And over time, that feeling of loneliness can take its toll because it doesn't allow you any alternatives to go to or think about or get input from that are useful and can kind of get you out of the hole. So if if you are one of them, we are going to try to address that today, how you can change that so that you don't feel alone in your world or in your business or at home or if it's holding you back, it's holding your business back. Johnny, you want to give us some insight about this? You know, Hal, I think this is one of the areas where people really do not understand. Um, our impression of leaders is that everybody likes them, everybody's their best friends, they stand up and everybody applauds them, and you just don't get the sense that the leader is at all alone or lonely. And I think People have to understand that when you're running a business, you oftentimes feel alone. Well, excuse me. The presumption on the part of others is that you know it all. You're the you're it, and that's who they're. You know, sometimes that's right. And I think it's uh, exceedingly important for us to uh, build community around us. Uh, Our family, of course, would be community, but as we know, many families are dysfunctional, so they're not much help in that area. I've heard that everyone has a dysfunctional family, so I don't know what that says about us. <laughs> In one way or another, I think it's probably true. And so none of us can take particular pride in that our family is going to be different than anybody else. But I do believe it is important that we develop this community. And the difference in community that I'm talking about and community that many others talk about is you have a relationship, real relationships with people that are based upon what we call fellowship, which is a Greek word called koinia, which is fellow feeling. You know how someone feels because you're just so into it. Have you ever had a best friend and you separated for five or ten years, and when you get back together, you pick up right where you were, and you just know the jokes, and you talk, and you're back where you were? Many times, yep. And we all have those kind of relationships, but they're typically not in your business. And so... You have to have people in business that you're not competing with, that you don't mind sharing intimate details about your business with because you know they can be trusted, and they share details back with you. I've got a man here in town who's not in the same uh, business that I was in, but he and I shared ideas all the time. We were 
exceedingly uh, open with each other. And then we had groups outside of town that we went and visited with who also were a part of our community that we could share ideas with and bounce things off of and try to understand how do they do it differently and does it work better than the way we're trying it. You know, we each had our own community out of town. Sometimes you go to the events like the Chamber of Commerce or community events, and it's all just so superficial. People really don't care about your business. They're there to try to sell their business. And and you don't feel that same sense of fellow feeling, that fellowship that you need to have with people in order to really share with them. On the other side of that coin, would you take issue with um, former President Harry Truman, who said the buck stops here? In other words, I'm not sure that's a great slogan for business owners because that kind of blocks you out of the mainstream of traffic in terms of input, innovation, thinking, uh, working with employees, getting them to rise to the occasion, building leadership and teamwork and all of that. Um, on the other hand, it certainly worked for him. And, well, but uh, he had a lot of people who were right. part of his community, but he's simply saying there may be times when you have to make the decision. You're the leader. There you go. Uh, I think it's funny that uh, I was reading something the other day that Caesar Milan, you know, he's the um, dog whisperer. Dog whisperer. <laughs> he said, humans are the only species on earth that will follow a totally unbalanced, unstable leader. And <laughs> balance comes from four parts of ourselves, he says. Intellectual, emotional, spiritual, and instinctual, that is, being in alignment. Well, we, we wouldn't argue with intellectual, emotional, instinctual, but somehow people think spiritual really doesn't play a role in the real-world events, when in fact it's probably the most important right. characteristic of a great leader. Right. He has a solid internal spirit about himself, and he recognizes it's not about me, there's greater forces out there that we've got a God we worship and serve, and we can't control a lot of what our world is. So we just have to be willing to agree to that and understand that before we can ever have any kind of spiritual relationship in our lives. We're going to take a break right here, and I hope that you'll stay with us. Uh, we will be back in a few minutes with more of the Dog Whisperer and the Chamber of Commerce, and your community, and your spiritual belief in what you're doing. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal and Johnny. We're talking about community as a business or a professional practice leader, owner, manager, partner, what it's like being in the hot seat, so to speak, running a business of your own, and the feeling of uh, kind of loneliness that can sometimes take over but there are expectations a lot of times on the part of others who think that you are a rugged individualist, and maybe you think you are, but attached to that is the word loneliness, because in the end, as we were talking about uh, the buck stops here, that is where the buck stops, and frankly, the the amount of stress attached to the money part of business can be overwhelming. And if you are alone and completely alone, or are you, 
and Johnny's going to tell us about that, then it makes it difficult to be able to help direct others and to develop skills and awarenesses on the part of those who work with you. Anything I've learned in my lifetime is surrounded by entrepreneurs is that none of us needs to be a standalone or be alone forever. Frankly, the vast majority of us would better would run better businesses and lead better lives if we weren't alone, which is the whole point of fellowship or community. The good news is when you tap into a community of like-minded people who care deeply about you and what you're building, it's much easier than you think to be successful. And if it's hard for you to swallow being a part of a community, just find some time to really think about why you feel this way, this loneliness, and what you're going to do to make this feeling go away. In other words, take a break and really assess yourself. Was it the Edmund Berger who said, uh, know thyself, or was that Gute, one of those two, said, know thyself, which is the hardest darn thing to know, you know? You just... There's just no way to know yourself unless you really spend a lot of time introspectively trying to assess who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it the way you're doing it. Well, I've always said in in all the years of working with hundreds of businesses and my years of, of teaching that entrepreneurs are born, not made. And, and that I think there's a, a huge misconception in, in the world that you can just take courses and become an entrepreneur. And you can't. It doesn't happen that way. You can learn how to think like an entrepreneur. You can learn how to apply certain things to your business like an entrepreneur. But the bottom line is that entrepreneurs themselves are a very rare breed. And, and they um, you, you're either born that way. It's an instinct. You're either born that way or you're not. It's not something you can just learn how to do and do it. It, it, You can learn about all of the things that surround being an entrepreneur and apply them. But in in broad terms, you have to have a community support of some kind that makes you tick, that you can use what entrepreneurial things you've learned and make them apply and make your business work. I think it's important that we not be misunderstood. We're not talking about community like Cookville, Tennessee, or Baxter, Allgood, or Monterey. We're talking about a community of like believers, people who are interested in what you're trying to do, and they're supportive of that, and they move forward. It'd be more like a, a church we all who are parts of churches have strong communities in those churches if they're healthy. And those churches are there to build people up and to encourage people and to and foster that community where we eat together and we pray together and we sing together and we do things that bring... It's a, it's a go-to resource in some ways. It's a go-to yeah. resource. And not all of them are that way, but many of them are. Mm-hmm. So if you're not being fed at the church where you are and you don't feel a sense of community, find one that you do. Because you don't mean fed just like in casseroles. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's important that uh, as we work together to build community that we first understand what it is and that we then find individuals who can be part of our community 
who have the same interests, the same values, the same goals, same challenges, and we can learn from each other that way. Uh, with technology and travel, make it makes it easier for us to connect. And then we can be more actively engaged, even worldwide communities with like-minded people. So it reminds me of being an orchestra leader, really. Yeah. Where you have to rely on everyone being tuned in. You do. And it's important. I think sometimes people who write blogs try to develop that, a community following their thought patterns. Uh, Trump is a great example. He's got a ton of people following him. Not all of them agree with him, but they want to hear what he has to say. But yet I bet if you ask him, he's a pretty lonesome guy up there in that position. Is the most powerful man in, yeah. on earth. And frankly, many people don't understand why he would put himself through what he has because he has plenty of money. He had a better plane than Air Force One. He could go anywhere in the world he wanted to and be a celebrity. And now... He's under investigation, all kinds of trauma. So he's really needs, a man like that really needs a community yep. surrounding him. How? just another point, we might just remind ourselves that when we're doing stuff, when we're doing uh, deeds for others, we're far better off than we're, we're doing things for ourselves. When we're giving, we always receive more blessing than when we're getting. Uh, we learn that as parents, as children, we get, get, get. We don't always be as thankful as we should. But when we become a parent, we see the joy of giving to our children and those that we love. And I think it's the same in business. If you're the owner of the business, it's always about you, about getting and getting, getting. And you're not thinking about your employees yeah, or needs your, you to keep your needs you to keep your eyes open and your yes, mind open. That's right. And if you're not being receptive, you'll never even notice these things. And so this ability to become connected can multiply in various ways. We might talk about that after the break. Okay, good. Well, we're going to take a break here, and we ask you to stay tuned. We will be right back. Thank you. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal and Johnny. Um, I'm going to take a, just a quick couple of seconds to mention, by the way, if you have any questions or you have any input or ideas for us and the show, please don't hesitate to be in contact with us at hal at businessworks, with an S on the end, dot U.S. Um, just send us an email with your information, your ideas, your thoughts, your comments, uh, if you want them to be mentioned on the air with or without your name, just indicate that and we'll be happy to oblige. So getting back to our subject of community and embracing the power of community and making that work for you and talking about how that interprets itself at an individual level, whether or not you are tuned in, whether you're being receptive or not, and that that all kind of has an important place in making a business or professional practice move forward and also from the standpoint of launching a new one or a new direction. Johnny, you'd mentioned a couple of things during the break here that um, I think would be great if you could share that with us. Well, as we were talking about sharing, um, we always benefit more when we share or when we give. Um, I think sharing experiences and passions and visions together make us stronger uh, especially when you share those with others that we love and appreciate. That's one reason why world-class coaches and authors and speakers and thought leaders are seeing demand for their ideas and motivation and coaching increase. 
And we're fortunate to have a profoundly uh, powerful communities that are available to us that we can use. Uh, in my business, I have one that's called EOS Worldwide, and that allows me to team up with other EOS implementers to get ideas of how we can better serve our client base, and that would be people trying to put in place the entrepreneur operating system that EOS stands for. And so it's important that we find those people and that we hang close with those people because they can really help us become more effective in our uh, connectedness and in our community. And this same kind of development can occur within a company because we call that culture. What is the culture of the company? It's the way the people in the company communicate, relate, uh, share values with each other, and it's important that they understand what the culture is. It doesn't mean that to disregard everything and everybody that is not not involved with your business or who represents a new direction for your business. Not everyone's going to fit that, but that doesn't mean to kick them aside. It's just saying that when you're when you really need to focus and get your business moving forward, it's only going to happen with the kinds of ingredients we're talking about by surrounding yourself with people who really care about what it's all about and who who make a genuine effort to dig in and help, who who maybe are part of the community you're in, whether that's a physical community or or otherwise spiritual or whatever, and, and that all of these pieces, it's managing these outside pieces as well as the inside pieces and people that is going to determine whether or not your your expansion efforts or your growth efforts are going to work. And when you're in a company, you want people in that company that have the discipline and accountability to work toward the vision of the company. Committed. They're, They're committed, committed. Yeah. to a vision, not multiple visions, but to the vision of the company. Would that's, you think, yeah, do you think that's more important than skills in some cases? It is way more important than skills because if you've got somebody very skilled and they're working on a different vision, they can do more damage to the company than they ever can contribute to the company. Do you have an example without naming names that could be useful for us well, here? Well, in our company, it was really important because our motto was we build relationships, that we not do anything that was going to hurt the relationship. And if we make a bad hire and we put somebody in that company who didn't understand or agree with that or think that was important. Even if they had a great skill at doing whatever they They could be the greatest salesman or the greatest construction worker ever, but if they did things that broke down our relationship with the owner through ineptitude or even being dishonest with an owner, that erodes trust, and when you lose the trust, you lose everything. So as as an owner, how how do you not feel alone? How do you ensure that that doesn't happen? What? Well, you just have to be very careful as you recruit people to your business uh, and as you train those that are in your business that you have a clear vision of where you're going and that you understand how to put the right people in the right seats, that you have data that marks and gives them scorecards for each person so they know whether they're contributing or not contributing. So you're looking beyond the set of skills. Yes, and then you, once you have those three in place, the vision, the people, and the data, then all the issues of the company kind of float up and they become very transparent. And those issues then can be dealt with 
appropriate processes that are written down and followed by all, and ultimately you're going to get traction toward the vision because we've said on this program before. Your favorite word, traction. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> our, the, the whole idea of, of a vision without traction is just nothing but hallucination. You're never going to get to the Ooh, vision. That sounds very quotable. So it's <laughs> important. So, so, and I'm not making fun. I'm just I'm enjoying really uh, how, how you're presenting this because it is true. And I think that when you run a business, you get a you start to get lonely. You start to really focus on what you're doing, and and not on what's around you. And you can't do that and be successful. You have to be conscious of what's around you in terms of people, resources. Uh, avenues, opportunities, all of the time. And this is what is demanding about running your own business or being in charge of others is how do you do that? How do you get your mind going in all those different directions all of the time and stay focused on yourself and your family as well? That's a real challenge. And of course, it's a a reason a lot of people don't succeed in life because they, they over... They're overwhelmed and not knowing how to direct that. And, Hal, I think it's just important when you're succeeding to have this community as it is when you're struggling. Absolutely. Because if you start succeeding and it's all about you and you don't have community. Not going to go far. You're going you're gonna to really ruin your life. Right. And it's just like the old saying that people climb the ladder of success only to realize that it's leaning on the wrong wall. <laughs> There's nothing up there. That's- that's and we're all going to leave everything we gain from this world. We're going to leave right here. We're not taking it with us. So it's important that we have those transcendental values that are going to go forward uh, with us no matter what our circumstance is. And as the Apostle Paul said, I am content with whatever state I find myself, uh, whether in plenty or whether in loss or whether I'm in good times or bad or any of that. You just... You just have to understand that this community can be helpful in both circumstances. Well, thank you, Johnny. It's a good thought. And and I'm going to end today with a, a note from Johnny, in fact, that this is a journey, and taking the first step can change your life as well as your business. And then he mentions Charles Dickens once said, a very little key will open a very big door. Nice thought to end with for the day. So... We look forward to seeing you again next time around, and we're going to be talking more about how to build a new business, an old business, reinvigorate and revitalize everything that you're doing and keeping your mind on all these different things at the same time. In the meantime, have a great week, and we look forward to your being back with us next week.